this is our fourth session now on 1 Thessalonians 2, 13 to 16. And on account of this, we also thank God constantly, because God is the decisive worker here in what follows. That when you received the word of God, when Paul preached the gospel, which you heard from us, mere mortals, though it was the word of God, you accepted it not as the word of men, though in one sense it is the word of men, but it's oh so much more, but as what it really is. The gospel is the word of God. It came from God, shaped by God, according to the intention of God, carrying the authority of God. And now, that word is at work in you who believe. And last time we talked about what believing actually is in experience as we believe in God, believe in Christ, believe in the truth, believe in the gospel, that embrace, that acceptance, that treasuring of the infinite value of the word of God. Now the question is, is the word at work to produce the faith, or is the word finding faith, and then through faith, working the fruits of faith like love, courage, and all the fruits of the Spirit? I'm going to answer both. I'm going to try to show you from the text both, and it will take two sessions to do it. So, Father, show us how this word works in us, believers. Show us and cause us to be amazed, to be thankful, to be confident. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, my first answer is yes, the word is at work in believers by producing the faith. So, Paul is saying, when I see genuine faith, I know the word of God has done its work. Let's go back to the beginning, chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. Our gospel, now there's the word that he preached, our gospel, the word of God, came to you not only in word, but also in power. Now that's my argument. My first argument is when he says the gospel came in power, He's saying the gospel worked. It did something. It didn't wait for us to do something. It came with power. And he defines that power as in the Holy Spirit. In other words, the word comes anointed by, empowered by, thrust by the Holy Spirit with power into the unbelieving heart so that the blindness disappears and all the resistance falls and belief happens. So my argument here is that the gospel coming in power and in the Holy Spirit produced in them these things. So we will get to that next time. They became imitators of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction. They had much courage 
and joy abounded, and lots of fruit came from this faith, but the gospel came with power of the Holy Spirit to produce the faith. We know this from the simple statement over in Romans, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word. So the Word produces the hearing, the hearing produces the faith. That's Paul's understanding of his preaching. When this Word comes in the power of the Holy Spirit through human hearing, faith is awakened. Here's another example of it in 2 Thessalonians 2. God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. To this, he called you through the gospel. All right? Now, I'm going to ask you to go back a couple of sessions and remember this at the end of this paragraph 2, 9 to 12. God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory, and I argued that the calling here is not an invitation to take it or leave it, but rather a work of God by which he secures our taking it, our receiving it. The call of God here is the creation of faith. So when you go back to see that that call came through the gospel, I'm concluding the gospel, the word of God, was at work in them to give them the faith that they had, because that's what the call is. Those whom he predestined, he called, and those whom he called, he justified. All the predestined are called, and all the called are justified, because the calling is not a take-it-or-leave-it option. It is a work of God to bring about justifying faith. Let me buttress this argument from Paul with a word from Peter and James. Here's 1 Peter 2, uh, chapter 1, verse 22. You have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding, you could say, the working Word of God. How are we born again? How are we brought to faith? We are born again, called, converted, brought to faith through the living, abiding, meaning active, working Word of God. So I'm arguing that Peter here underlines the truth that when it says the Word of God, the Word of God is at work in you who believe, he means at least it is at work bringing about this belief. And here it is in James chapter 1. Of his, God's own will, he brought us forth. That's the same idea as in 1 Peter caused us to be born again. He brought us forth, brought us into being as new creatures in Christ, brought us to faith by the word of truth. 
that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So in Peter, we are born again through the living and abiding word. And in James, we are brought forth by the word of truth, both of which I think say the same thing that is intended here. The word of God is at work in you who believe. So if you are a believer, if you have authentic saving faith in Jesus Christ, in God, in the cross, in the death, in the blood, in the resurrection, if you have accepted that as the very word of God, not merely the word of man, and it is such a treasure to you that you are willing to suffer for it, if that has happened to you, if that faith exists in you, you may know the word of God did that. Thank God the word of God worked in you because that's why you're a believer. Now, is that all he means? Or is he saying also that the word of God began that work by creating faith? And oh, what a fruit comes through the ongoing work of the word through faith. Is that also what he means? And my next session will answer yes.